my beautiful friends. Thank you so much for joining me on the Intuitive Art Show. We have a very special show, and I know I say that every time, but um, we have Roseanne Jansen with us today, who's an incredibly gifted psychic. And we're going to talk about how you can use your psychic powers to enhance your creativity. We're going to talk about what creativity is in general. We're going to discuss the fraud of manifesting, which sounds so fun. So I know you'll want to stick around. And since Roseanne is also a certified intuitive artist, she's done today's drawing. And we're going to go through that right now. So Roseanne, thank you so much for being here. I'll tell everybody more about you after the drawing part, but why don't you tell us what the question was and what you found out? Okay. Well, thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm so excited to be on the show with you. Uh, I absolutely love talking with you and this whole subject in general. So our question today was, um, how can we open up our psychic channels to enhance our creativity? And uh, the drawing is uh, pretty colorful. <laughs> Do you want to have a look at it now? Yeah, show us. Great big um, pink, um, reddish pink here. And it's a very, very strong color. And it's um, it's um, telling us to be like, really have fun. Just um, play like full out um, and be uh, calm and happy about it. Like, don't make it into a really big deal. Just make that part of our life, you know, just to be play full out fun. And um, then we have this sort of, it's like kind of like a blood red color, <laughs> like a, an orangey red brown mix. And um, that again is, is telling us to really deeply set um, the joy into the earth and to embody, embody, to be embodied really, you know, to feel our body and our presence and to be present in the joy. You know, because so many times, especially, you know, when we're highly intuitive, where the joy is kind of a bliss state that's more in the head. Mm -hmm. And um, this is saying, you know, to be creative, you, to be creative, it's creativity in itself is about the world, right? We're creating the world. So you have to be of, of the world as well to create it and to enjoy that creativity. So that's what that's telling us. And then this is um, an orange, which is, for me, is um, that deep connection color, um, being source and letting that source energy, because it's you know, not solid or more solid like this, it's, it's an energy movement. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's letting that energy run through us, um, unimpeded, really. Um, so, you know, we, we all talk about having all these kinds of blocks and everything, but in reality, they're just mindsets. Mm -hmm. They can be ignored. <laughs> they can be forgotten. They can be overridden. They can be eliminated. Um, there's any number of ways to get past that. Or we could just, you know, choose to not have them. Just like, oh, yeah, well, that happened. So that's done. And move on and just let that energy run unimpeded through us. And then... Um, there's a, a very earthy brown here that is um, kind of helping this all along. And in a way, it's kind of keeping it all together. And that, again, is um, that solid, grounded, centered 
Um, I heard something interesting the other day was um, that somebody was saying that the artists are expected to be kind of a little flaky, mm-hmm. kind of out there and weird. And But this is saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you look at um, people like Picasso, like, you know, he was a total shit at times. And, but he was, he was brilliant also. He was focused on his work, but he was grounded. Like he was totally, like he was an awesome businessman. He, he, he had it all together. Like he wasn't some fly by night sort of thing and neither were any of the greats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all had their quirks. They were, you know, like Delhi, <laughs> Salvador Delhi had a lot of quirks, but um, they were still, um, you know, they, they recognized their quirks and they used it to their advantage in the world as a marketing tool. Um, so this is, this is that, that energy there. Like, be, the, the overall thing about this is to look at yourself for who you really are um, and enjoy that in the world and ground it in and, and use that in a constructive way. You know, it reminds me of Richard Branson with all the play in there. Cause he plays all day long. He plays pranks on people. He's always exercising. I think he exercises like four different times a day or something like that, like doing fun sports things. And, and so that really just reminds me of how the people who are really making these big, big things in the world, like creating, you know, massive movements and thousands hundreds of thousands of jobs like what they're doing so that's really cool to see and it's cool to see how structured it is because you're right we think of creativity in a very different way normally so I love the structure of the drawing as well and it's really aligning with ourselves as creator source beings so very cool I love that yeah I I truly um, believe that uh, we are creation, and um, so whatever we we make in this world, it's it's just an extension of ourselves. It's our natural ability to to create things, whether we're creating food or you know gardens or or sewing or painting or creating businesses or creating advertising campaigns. It's all creation, you know. Mm-hmm. Even you know um, what you know a secretary typing. She's creating a document. She's, you know, everything is creation. Mm. Can't help but create. That's so people who, yeah, who people people who think they're not creative, no, they're like <laughs> they have a they have a, a skewed view of what creativity is. I think. Yeah, we can go into that deeper level. Like our bodies are creating our bodies. Like we we make new cells constantly. We're constantly a new being because of how. Yeah, everything. You're right. Well, I never really thought about it down to that level before, but that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's, it gets even interesting or more interesting. <laughs> I'll create a new language here while I'm at it. That's okay. <laughs> it gets more interesting when you get down to the cellular level because, um, you know, we think of ourselves as being this whole package, but we're a whole um, package of bacteria and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, a lot of that stuff is creating itself too and running us, you know, at a deeper level than we even realize. 
Um, so we think, you know, that our head is running everything, but it's not. <laughs> There's these ancient cells that are reproducing and running us like at, at a, a more basic sort of level. And uh, so, yeah, it's really interesting how uh, creation kind of um, divides itself like an amoeba, right? Divides and, and conquers and takes on more things and adds to itself and becomes a greater whole than the parts. And uh, creativity is just constant, constant, constant. Yeah, well, it's interesting because you have a very varied past. You've done a lot of different things. You were a blacksmith. You were a financial controller. Um, you're obviously an artist and um, a psychic, and you're so many things. So how did you feel in those other jobs? Because I know we're kind of segueing into a new topic here, but a lot of the people watching this show are very intuitive um, also grew up experiencing things and have led kind of quote unquote normal lives um, and kind of felt out of place. Did you feel out of place in like, you know, in the financial world in the blacksmithing world? Um, how did that feel to you growing up and in those circumstances? Well, that's really interesting because um, as I moved through them, I be I felt less weird, <laughs> less less odd. Um, when I was a kid, I was like, I was, I never felt at home, never felt um, part of anything, um, which was really kind of weird because I was accepted by you know all the groups or you know the the cliques. Um, they all accepted me, but I didn't belong anywhere. I never felt like I belonged anywhere. And, you know, I was the, the kid who loved talking to God and to things and to birds and <laughs> all kinds of things. And uh, so I just kind of stayed off by myself. Um, and then when I, when I went into finance, um, I was... I was just kind of... It was normal at first, like being a financial controller. That was just... It was actually kind of boring. <laughs> but <laughs> when I went into um, the securities, that's when I really I started listening more to, it was faster paced. And so I didn't, I, I just didn't have time to pretend to be anything other than what I was. Mm -hmm. And so that's when it came up, you know, came out for me that I was very aggressive and um, in tune with things. And I would hear things, um, but I still didn't say too much. And but I, that's when I uh, I started discovering that other people at high levels were like me. They were relying on their intuitive hits, and their they were in tune with all this stuff that was going on in their bodies, like the weird aches and pains that would tell them when to sell stuff and when to buy, or that they would hear things. And I was I was getting all that too. And then when I when I moved into being a blacksmith, that's when I actually started hearing the words. Like, um, like I had always sort of talked to God, and and eventually, you know, I figured out to ask and receive answers too. But then, as, as a blacksmith, I started um, getting unsolicited 
advice mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of say you know like I'd be working away and and I would be um finishing something and thinking well I just need to train this a little bit more and and I would actually hear this voice saying no stop stop now and and I would argue and I would be like no I'll just you know because you know I'll just do this a little bit more no stop <laughs> and it would just get louder and louder and if I didn't listen I would always you know my what I wanted to do would wreck the piece but if I listened and stopped, it would be perfect. And so that's when I really started to listen. And then when I moved into the fine arts, um, by that time, I knew to listen. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew from research that um, in the Renaissance, um, they would actually hire people to come in and play classical music so that the... Um, the, the people doing the painting, uh, like the masters had a, like a, a group of painters that worked for them. Um, so that that would occupy their logical brain so that they could just be pure intuition painting and it would come out way better. And so I learned to do that too. And um, so you kind of create this place of bliss for yourself and just let things come through. But I think now we're moving into another place where um, it's being more more awareness brought to that process. We're becoming more complete. Um, and so we don't have to totally occupy the logical mind. The logical mind can play with the intuitive mind, or I'm not, I'm not sure how to say this, but the, it, we can become a more complete package and everything can work together. Yeah. They're integrating. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very cool. So I want to talk a little bit about your psychic skills because um, you're, first of all, it's fascinating what you do and what you can do and how you do it. And I've had the pleasure of, you know, the benefit of your work, several times. Um, in fact, I had someone over to the house yesterday who knows you and we were talking about how amazing you are. And so can you kind of paint a picture for us about what you connect with and what you can see? And I guess you can start with what the divine self is, because I know that has a big role in, in your work with people. Um, yeah, it's, um, Things have morphed along the way, um, which has been very interesting. And I think that has has to do with um, our greater awareness, Um, where we first think that, you know, source and God is outside of us. And then then it comes. It it, it actually comes full circle and it's it's us. It's. um, um, We'll get into that later, I think. (laughs) Okay, so. it's, um, I figured out, well, I, you know, like I've always had abilities and I just, I really didn't know that, that I knew I was different, but I didn't know that I was different. Um, like I always wanted to see auras, but I, and I, but I thought they were this big flashy thing, right? Mm-hmm. That people who saw auras saw flashy things. But then when I started painting, I was painting the auras of things into my pictures. And I didn't realize, I thought that's how everybody saw 
I didn't know that what I was seeing was different than what anybody else was seeing. So that was one thing. And, and then um, when I figured out that I could... Well, for people who don't know what you're talking about, you're talking about like the gray haze around people. Is that yeah. what you were painting into it? Um, I see a blue. Okay. Blue sort of um, electric blue. Mm-hmm around people uh, or sometimes yeah a gray or a white or like a luminous uh, band around them um and things around things as well mm-hmm. just- so you were painting that yeah that's how you see it, and you thought that was just how everybody saw yeah that is so cool <laughs> <laughs> I know I had I had teachers coming up to me and saying you know um gee can I can I use that technique and I'm like what technique <laughs> <laughs> talking about <laughs> you oh, know yes. line. I'm like uh what <laughs> uh, yeah anyway so um then I I figured out that uh I've been reading all these energy books and work on 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 things and I thought well gee that'd be cool I want to do that so then I I just asked you know said I, I'd like that ability and it would show up and I could do it so then one day I asked if I could see people's divine self. And, um, and then I was shown, and um, many are sort of show up as crystals and various things. Um, but that also changes through a person's evolution. Um, uh, so what is it? Um, I don't know. I've actually pondered that. You know, like, I mean, your divine self is your real self. And I've pondered like because I can see the grid as well and I, I see all kinds of things that I don't even know what they all are yet. But I think it all has to do with um, communication. It's what I see is various. Um, well, let's define it this way. Uh, like we think of ourselves as being this package and then there's um um, our higher self and that there's our divine self that is this set package that moves through eternity as a whole and 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 comes here and does different things and goes back and comes and does goes where, wherever but that's not actually how it is just like our body is always regenerating itself and we're always taking in new air and all, you know old air is going out and it's not the same air going over and over um, it's the same with our divine self. It's whatever we need is coming in and and making our divine self, and whatever we don't need is going out, and it's a constant flow. So we're never one thing. Um, and and then if you go into it, you know, like that, everything is all is one. That that's truly true. You are the the entirety of whatever whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. You are the entirety of it, and that's why you can connect and why you can have access to all knowledge and and um, all information and all creativity and what everything. And and that's the reason why you can communicate with other things because they are you. Okay, so I totally, I totally got lost there. No, I like that. I, you know, I haven't heard it said that way before, and I think that's really a cool way to look at it because it shows how flexible we are. It shows that we are everything, 
And so that's, you know, how we can communicate. That's really cool. I've never heard that before. And it's a very beautiful and simple way of looking at it. And I think we're ready for it that way because, you know, it's not linear. And yet a lot of us, even teachers have been sharing a model that seems linear, even if we say it's not, but that is like a beautiful way of expressing it. I don't know. I can't, beautiful is just what's coming to mind right now. And I think it's brilliant. So thank you for that. That was really cool. No, you're welcome. I love it. I I like um, that. That is um, really freeing in very many ways, you know, Mm -hmm. because it, it takes away that, that, um, like we've spent so much time, especially in the industrial age and even in the technology age now um, of compartmentalizing things and breaking them up and defining things. And, and mostly that was so that we could do the research, right. And, and try and make things better. But, you know, at some point it goes overboard and backfires. Um, and so if, if we look at it in, in, in a holistic way, it's so much more encompassing and, and compassionate and it's not, well, you know, egocentric and then, and then, you know, the outer and cosmocentric, but it's, um, it's respectful of all things then. Yeah. And it takes out identity. Yeah. I like a lot because really, you know, that's something that we're overcoming this, this idea that we have an identity or that we're like one personality for ever and ever and um it's very liberating to release that and so in your model it's not there and I like that so yeah you know and that was one thing from my my mother's generation was you know like you can't teach an old dog new tricks right Mm -hmm. well that totally blows out of the water because there's no dog dog to teach new tricks, right? It's all one. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And even neuroscience is caught up with that, you know, like our brains are, are plastic forever. We can always rewire. And that's really just the physical manifestation of this model that you're talking about. So, all right. There's our divine self and that's the real us. And we're becoming more integrated And so you're working with people right now with this, with your gifts, but also with creativity. So how does that all fit together for you? Um, Well, it's um, kind of a a process um, because I came from that linear linear logic thing too. You know, that was kind of how we were taught in school and everything. And um, to just liberate the creativity um and just blow things wide open and and you know allow yourself to dream and say things like um what would be the most incredible thing that i could offer in my business right now even if it is totally unfeasible like just allow yourself that freedom to let something come to mind that is so far out there that um it's it's just completely amazing and then if you if you let yourself do that then all of a sudden there are possibilities to create that and um i think that's the biggest thing is getting people like that that's really what i do i think is is um validate people that they are this this whole and that they have all this possibility 
And that so that all these dreams that come into them are actually possible. Like the, these dreams that seem so incredibly big to them, um, that that they're not. They're actually you're capable of even more than that. And so to get them to that place, and um, to let them dream even bigger, and to actually implement, to get like super creative, like. Um, don't don't go by what somebody else tells you is how things can be done, or you know let don't let people tell you. <laughs> My street is so loud. I'm sorry. There's always like motorcycles and weird weird sounds going by. I'm not I'm not like farting in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Well, that would be very creative of me. <laughs> Yeah, you could say it was anything. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, don't let anybody tell you that, you know, you can't reinvent the wheel. Like, says who? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can you can do whatever you want. And, and who knows, you might come up with an incredible wheel. And somebody else will come up with the, the way to invent it or the way to um, manufacture it. And it'll blow everything out of the water. Like, that's that's where we're coming into now is is having that openness and letting ourselves be creative again because you know like our system set us up to be basically to be factory workers or you know employees but now um we're we're looking at the deficiencies of those models and and realizing that we need this creativity from everybody not from just a couple people. So, yeah. yeah. We're in a place of big expansion and big change now, I think. And I love how the drawing really mirrors what you're saying because I, you know, it looked like the radiator coils, right? Um, in the right hand side of, of like being source and channeling creativity. And that's what we are. And how you mentioned that any kind of block or obstacle we see is really just our mindset and it's in our mind. So you're helping people remove the mindset of that they can't do it. And then you don't really have to teach them how to do anything. They're already that they're already the creative entity. You just need to allow them to open up to recognizing that just like how you are already psychic. You already have these gifts. You just had to ask for them, like remind yourself that you could do it. I had the same experience. And when I teach people psychic development, it's the same thing. I just have to say, do this and they can already do it. I don't have to actually teach them the skills. They already have it. So I think it's really cool that we're waking up to this idea that there's nothing in our way. And once we have the awareness that there's nothing in our way, we're ready to go. Pretty fascinating stuff. It's really cool. Well, I, I can't even imagine what's going to happen in the next five or ten years as more people have this awareness. Yeah, I think it's really exciting, and I think um, uh, people are starting to question our old values and too, and and um, I, I mean values in the terms of uh, how we act, but also the what we value. You know, like the big house and the big car and and this and that. Um, and um, I'm seeing that in the millennials already, you know, like they don't need that. 
And they're like, why? <laughs> why saddle yourself with that when you can have all this freedom and, and, and creativity, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the other thing, you know, like when you're, when you're um, tied into that, you know, um, okay, <laughs> this is going to, well, Take it any way you want. Yes. <laughs> if you're tied into a marriage and kids and a house and and a, and a structured life, um, what I've seen is that at some point, people, uh, you know, when, usually when the kids are gone and and um, and then they get to the point where they're like, "What was all this for? Mm. Why why do we have this big house? Why?" You know, and, and they're questioning that. Why did they spend their whole life doing something? Not that they don't want the kids or they don't, you know, they didn't enjoy that part or anything. Um, but why did they work so hard to acquire things that they now don't want? And that yeah. just weighs them down. So there's, there's going to be like a whole big shift in that whole paradigm now in the way relationships are. And um, the uh, families, the trans everything, <laughs> um, um, and uh, trans just means uh, you know transcending, right? The limitations of the previous. So that's what we're doing now: is um, shaking everything up and and seeing what we actually want and what will serve us in the future. I love it. I mean, I think honestly, we could talk about this for forever. Um, but let me see where we want to, I, I still want to talk about creativity. So how does being more creative, like give me a picture of what it would look like before and after, how would working to release the mindset of limitation and to be more creative and to embrace the creativity that we are, how does that change somebody's life? Well, that would change. Um it's well, in many ways, like you, you might walk away from things that you already have and um, choose, you know, like to travel all over, or you might, um, you get, you know, get creative and figure out, like you were saying the other day about and, you know, like, oh yeah, I could have this and I can have that. Whereas in the past, it was one or the other, you know, and uh, which caused a whole lot of divorces and all kinds of things, right? Um, but now we've expanded our, our view, and that's part of the creativity, right? Ex- expanding your awareness and your viewpoint of, to the possibilities. Um, and so there is that and now that wasn't there before. Um, it can change, like, in your business, your marketing. It, it can make you choose your, your niche or your clientele with more clarity from who you are and what you actually want. Um, and to choose the kind of business you have um, and with more openness and more creativity. Like it doesn't have to be um, if I'm psychic like and I want to make money, I don't have to change to the, the to serve business people in a business way in order to do that. Um, that's just limited thinking, right? Um, I, can, I can make my business look any way I want, 
And there are people that are going to want that too, because I'm not, I, every, everything is everything, right? So I'm not the only one who wants that. Um, so just, you can get creative in all kinds of ways and in modes of transportation, even, you know, like instead of um, having to own a vehicle, you know, now there's, you know, um, things springing up where you can rent vehicles or you can, you know, um, uh, I forget what you call them. They have them in Calgary. These little smart cars you can. Um, oh yeah. We have like zip car and yeah. 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 And so you just get it and take it wherever you want to go and leave it there. <laughs> you like all these kind of things can be creative, right? So it can change our entire world of, of what we think things are. And if you get into Airbnbs too, and, and having less possessions, you wouldn't even have to have a house, right? Mm. And just, move around to wherever you wanted to go at, you know, whenever it served you. And as our technology changes and we, our businesses become mobile, it's easier to do that. So we're, we're always creating our future, right? And mm-hmm. our future possibilities. And so we just have to open our mind to them and what they could mean for us. I love it. I, I really want to have you on again so we can talk more about this, but I, I'm teased about the fraud of manifesting. And so I know I have to go there. Um, Well, first of all, that makes me really excited. My whole body is buzzing around topic of that because I, I see so much like agenda and shaming and so much weird distortion around manifesting. So I'm, I'm dying to hear what you have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, ever since that, or around the time when the, the book, The Secret, came out, and all of a sudden, you know, people started thinking, oh, they can manifest. They can, you know, we have the power to get what we want, what we can, you know, um, if, I, if, I, if I focus my mind enough and I, you know, work hard enough at, um, and have the right vision board and the right focus and the right mindset, a Maserati is going to show up in my driveway. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, you have that ability. You are source, so you have that ability anyway. If you want to manifest something, it can show up out of thin air, just like that. Like, you don't have to work at it. The only thing required is the clear desire of what it is you want. But the other side of that, um, because we live in this world, we, we can do that and we can also choose to work for it. You know, like be clear on what it is you want and then enjoy the process of getting it. And that's, that's the beauty of living in the world. It's not manifesting stuff, it's the process. Because if you have the ability um, it's just like somebody who's um, a multi-billionaire. They have the ability, without thinking, to buy whatever they want. So there's no real joy in buying that. You know, there's no joy in going to the local high-end store to get a dress because you can do that at the drop of a hat. It's no big deal. Um, and so it's it's the same with manifesting. 
we are source, we can manifest anything just like that, right? Faster than that. So the joy is in figuring out exactly what we want at any given time, and then enjoying the process of creating that, not manifesting it. So if you have a business and you think, well, there's another aspect here too. Um, First of all, I just want to point out what you just said. So focus on the joy of creating it rather than of manifesting it. And I really love that statement because that's the whole point anyway. Like when we get something that we want, that's not the moment of getting it isn't normally what's satisfying to us anyway. It's them using it or creating with it or the process of creating it in the first place. So I really, I've never heard that before. You're just full of new insights, Roseanne. And I'm so (laughs) glad that we're recording this for everyone to hear. So I really like that. Thank you for saying that. The other thing that I've, I've noticed is um, now for better or worse, you know, like I see people all the time, like, and I think it's kind of natural for us to want to be better people. Um, nicer, kinder, more compassionate. Um, And we see that, you know, that we have put that on the evolutionary scale. Um, uh, But as far as manifesting goes, um, you know, I hear people saying, you know, like if, if you're doing what you want and you're being this nice person and you're being all these totally evolved things, then you will be rewarded with money. So the the the, impl- the that what's what's being implied there is that if you're not good enough, you're not going to get the money, right? Which is the same as the the God syndrome, right? The, God's going to punish you and send you to hell if you're not good enough. It's it's that angry God. Um, but what I actually see in my life is that the people who are doing what they're actually good at, what they actually want to be doing, um, like Branson, okay, who we would think of as a nicer person, more evolved, but also the drug lords, who we think of as being the scum of the earth, um, they're both making big money. They're both doing what they want to do. They're both doing it full out. They're both enjoying what they do. Whether it's our judgment as to what is good and what isn't. So we may think the drug lord is not very evolved, but he's being true to himself. And so I'm thinking that that is the secret, is being true to yourself and who you came into this world as. And when you do that, that's that is where you get your reward and whether that reward is financial or not isn't it's like i'm kind of thinking like that's preset Mm -hmm. you have already decided um if you don't want to play the marketing game or the you know the money game or um the coercion game (laughs) or whatever then then you won't get it, right? There, there is. Um, I don't think there's there's a magic point where if you're nice enough, you will get money as a as a reward for being that nice, or right. 
for having that focus. And also the point you're making as well is there's nothing inherently good or bad. So it's not like the drug dealer is bad and Richard Branson is good. I mean, we make that up as humans and source doesn't care. That's not the point. (laughs) So that's really cool. So focusing on what we want to do and you can use the word alignment if you want. A lot of people are using that right now. Authentic, right? Like live your authentic life, do what really excites you. And that path is its own reward. And whether it comes with money or not, you're probably going to be a lot happier than even if you were like a billionaire. So I like that. Now, what about the people who are like, but I want to make sure that I'm going to be able to pay my bills. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do what it takes to pay your bills. I mean, there's no magic to that. I mean, if, if you need to pay your bills, then, I mean, we live, this is another thing. We live in a world that is so incredibly abundant that we can have an online business and we can have a job while we're building that business. We can have a job that pays our bills. We have, we have all these possibilities open to us and yet we're complaining because it doesn't look exactly the way I want it to look. Well, Yeah, we are. People are complaining. If you find yourself complaining, it's okay, but just notice it, be aware. And what do you think is a good question? People can try to start to get into the mindset of no limitations. Do you have any advice for them? I know you have some meditations on your website that we're going to point people to, but how can they start to reframe in that moment if they're noticing the awareness of complaining? Um, that's, that's its own, that's its own, uh, turning point is noticing it because once you notice it, um, it immediately changes, immediately shifts. So this whole awareness thing, that's what it is, is becoming more aware of what's going on in your head, uh, what's going on in your body. Um, so it's literally awareness is awareness. It's paying attention and you can't, and, and this is the other thing about like being in the present, being in the now. That's all that is because you can't be aware unless you're in the now, right? Unless it, cause it happens right now. <laughs> so that's, that's all that is. And as soon as you notice something, as soon as you acknowledge it, it changes, it shifts. And um, we see that with, um, uh, there's the Feldenkrais method of um, physical awareness. And there's newer versions of that now. But basically, if you if you if you have a pain in your body, like if you have like a sore hip, and you just focus your attention on it, just give it your full attention, be aware of what it feels like and what's happening, it will shift. While you're doing that, the pain will go away and your your bones will move. Like you can feel them move. It's amazing. Like and and that's that's the magic, right? I love it's, that. It's that awareness, pinpointing the awareness. Yeah. This has been really cool. And I think the moral of the story is that awareness is coming more and more. We're able to see now that any limitations or problems or struggles or 
roadblocks that we think are in our lives that we really made up, right? And we can step out of them if we want to. And we can begin to see our lives and everybody else's life as more than what we've been taught. So like this industrial um, brainwashing that's happened since we were born, we can see it for what it is, right? Like we didn't really choose relationship structure that we're in unless you have, Um, you know, monogamy is not like what humans do. It's a choice and going to work in a factory is a choice and everything is a choice. So now we're able to really see for ourselves what it is that we really want to do. What would we do if we knew that these things were an option? So this is really cool. It's not even where I thought the conversation would go. So I'm so happy that it did go here. So explain a little bit more about how we can get in touch with you, where you want us to connect with you um, online or anywhere else. Yes, thank you. Um, my website is revealyourlife.com. And there, there's a tab for free stuff. You can click that tab and choose whatever opt-in you'd like. And um, I also have uh, two Facebook groups. Um, one is Reveal Your Life in Business, or Biz, B-I-Z. And the other is Reveal Your Creativity. And so the first one is more... Um, based on the uh, accepted version of spirituality right now. <laughs> um, and the other one is the creativity, and it's bringing the both awareness of both together. Um, but it's focused on opening up to that creativity. Very cool. All right, so revealyourlife.com. You can get some free stuff from Roseanne, learn more about her, check out her services, and, um, and go search for her on Facebook. I'm in her Facebook group. Um, one of them, at least I should join the other one too. And, um, having known Roseanne for a very long time now, I can say that it's definitely worth inquiring about her because you're just like this beautiful flower. There's just so many petals to enjoy and learn about. And it's such a pleasure knowing you. So thank you. And as I speak, there's like a pigeon trying to get into my house through my, um, balcony door so it's like life is coming Roseanne and it's wanting to be a part of you and your life so (laughs) I think it's great there's also been like butterflies right outside my window so um, I think a lot of people are going to resonate with this and this is a really important conversation and by you helping people find this awareness you're already transforming people's lives so thank you so much and is there anything else that we should know anything you want to leave us with Oh, thank you so much. Um, I, I think just um, just be be yourself, um, but take the time to um, um, play because in play you're going to discover who you really are, not that version that of who you think you are that you've built up over the years. Um, that with labels, right? Um, that's all old. Just let that go play and, and rediscover who you really are and what, you, what you're really attracted to. Beautiful. I love it. So thank you again, Roseanne. I'm sure we'll see you again very soon. And um, thank you everybody for watching the Intuitive Art Show. And I will see you next time. Bye. 
Thank you so much for watching. If you're new to intuitive art and you've never done it with me, go to intuitiveartacademy.com for your free class. You'll learn how to have a conversation with your higher self in three easy steps. That's intuitiveartacademy.com. And if you're already a pro or you've done the free class and you want to learn more about creating abundance from your purpose, go to workyourpurpose.com and you'll watch a free video series all about what it takes to create a purposeful income from doing what you love. All right, enjoy and I will see you later. Bye bye.